Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. I'd say uh, we'll get attention this time. 
All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that was a five times August a singer-songwriter on YouTube with Gates Behind the Bars. That's his debut that just came out today. And uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought he did a good job. I mean... Did a great uh, job. Yeah, he did a great Definitely job. Definitely doesn't make me feel safe, though. Definitely, not safe. Definitely you does never not were. make me feel safe. Um, <clears throat> what do we got going on today? Uh, it's a slow day. Today is the, uh, the the State of the Union address tonight. That's in a half an hour from now. We're going to yeah. be monitoring Trump's kind of dialogue oh. on that. Ah, I forgot he was doing that. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. So I got it pulled up right here. So once he comes on, maybe we'll switch over to it for a little while. But in the yeah, meantime, Trump we're going to... He's going to be doing like a play-by-play posting on truth as Biden does the speech tonight. State of delusion. Did, did you hear wait. what he said earlier? It was it was pretty uh, funny. I don't. What, what else did he say? He said, um, "Where is it?" He, he reposted. It. I'll be doing a popular request, a live and full play-by-play analysis of the State of the Union address tonight mm-hmm. on Truth at 9 p.m. If properly done, and if Joe has. Just a modestly good night. This speech has the opportunity to rival any of the world's greatest orators, including Lincoln, Washington, and of course the late great Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Sir Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, trolling. <laughs> but so yeah, we'll tune into that if it looks like it's getting good. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to be going over what's happening in the world, our perspective of what's happening in the world. Uh, For everybody out there who loves grabbing content of myself on other channels, I was with Jay and April today on the Spiritually Raw podcast. I don't know when they're going to post it, but uh, once the links come out, I'll definitely send those out. And uh, it was a really interesting take because there's a lot of ideas that I just uh, was putting out there, a lot of different theories. And, And, you know, one of them has a lot to do with, like, kind of what's happening in the world. And um, there's this video out there, and uh, this is John Moore. Uh, He's a former U.S. military intelligence Green Beret. Um, He was very outspoken for a very long time, but Mm -hmm. if you've also read uh, the the declassified papers on the Adam and Eve uh, story, have have you read that yet, the book, The Adam and Eve Story? No, I'm not familiar with this. What I think is the this? dude's name is uh, uh, Chan Palsley, Palsley, or Prawl, or something like that. He wrote a book back in the 1950s and 60s. Um, he was an electrical engineer. He worked on. He he's like legitimately worked for Lockheed Martin Martin Skunk Works during that time. He apparently worked on classified reverse engineering programs. Had federal government contracts. This dude was legit in that mm-hmm. sense. But he wrote this book on what he called the the cyclic nature of uh, our planet and how it goes through various different cataclysms. Okay. Okay, we just had this major earthquake in Turkey. Check out this uh, this video with John Moore real quick. Just listen to him. It's about a minute long. And the college professor is right over here. Once I found out that he did a three-year tour of duty with the submarine corps, I knew I had to ask the question. I might never see this man again in my life. i got to ask the question. Now, we haven't talked about rising ocean levels. And this, this, you have to keep in mind, this is a basic tool of investigative work, is interviewing witnesses at different times and different places, interviewing witnesses that don't know each other. You want to get to the heart of a matter, that's the way it's done. You find witnesses who don't know each other that have the same information, and you interview them at different times and different places. So I ask them, tell me what you know about rising ocean levels. 
His wife sitting next to me, before he can even speak up, his wife sitting next to me says the following. We were on our last duty assignment and we were at the Pentagon. Now we've been all over the planet, typical military family, and we had to pick a place to retire. We chose the Arkansas-Missouri Ozarks because of rising ocean levels. I had my answer. I had my answer. We talked about that a little bit more. Okay, so he's talking about a potential collapse of the the Earth, of its magnetic pole shift, and how this brings about various different cataclysms. And John Moore even goes in to talk about how there was various six different civilizations, advanced civilizations that we know of on the planet. Talks to them, and then obviously on the Adam and Eve story, they talk a lot about uh, the Younger Dryas, the Egyptian pyramids, the Sphinx, the water erosion on the Sphinx. There's tons of information out there, which leads us to actually speculate that what if this is true? That there is, and by the way, he is military intelligence, and his whole point was to show that the military intelligence knew about this back in the 50s and the 60s. And that about what? About cataclysms? these cataclysms. And one of the things that, this is like one of the t- tightly guarded secrets and they're making making contingency plans to basically save as many people as possible. Now, I want you all to just have an open mind. This is just a thought and a theory in my mind. Is think about what's happening right now in the world. The ushering in of climate change. Hey, we're going to have severe weather. And we are. And we're like, hey, what if this is harp or something like that? Could be. Okay. We know the poles are shifting. We know we're coming yes. into a massive solar maximum. Um, we also have the policies that are being brought down, a more constraint policy measure. Now, think about this in this sense. If you knew that there was a cataclysm about to happen on this planet, let's say you're overdue for it. It can happen any point in time, okay? In, in your uh, you know, government organization, you're, you're infiltrated with multiple other government organizations around the war- world, what would you do to prepare for it? To make sure humanity survives. It's oh, a good question. I would probably, man. Can you save everybody? No, you would just have to have a certain number of people in a safe place, and then just you're going to have losses, and you can't really tell everybody. You just gotta right. And contrary to what flat earthers believe, you got to look at it in this perspective. It is one of the things that uh, that Chan said in his book, The Adam and Eve Story. What would happen? is that as this reversal happens, the Earth's rotation, the ground rotation, will stop as the atmospheric rotation keeps on going with momentum, which means that you'll have 200 to 1,000 mile per hour winds because if the Earth's rotation actually stopped, the actual Earth's crustal rotation stopped, but all the rest of the Earth is spinning at 1,000 miles per hour, all that kept going, basically people would be ripped apart by the winds. Hmm. Now, think about this. Go back to the ancient cultures and all the tunnels systems that were built why would they be under there because they wouldn't have been affected by the severe wind shear of that actually happening they would have only been affected primarily by the earthquakes now not everybody could survive so if you were planning this for 50 years and knowing this was going to happen what are the type of things that you would do well when we come out of it we don't want to lose any of our technology or advancements or anything like that so we would want to start building an infrastructure to support and sustain the population that'll be on the planet after the event happens. Now, 
We're not going to have nuclear engineers all over the place. We're not going to be able to have nuclear facilities. We're not going to be able to have mining teams and tankers and, uh, you know, coal miners and all these types of things during that time. The population's going to be greatly reduced. You mean we're not going to be expanding? No, no, no. no. Let's say that uh, an event happens where 90% of the population is gone. Okay? You're losing doctors, nurses, engineers, scientists. You're losing all the manpower, right? Mm. So you don't have people out there working oil rigs. No. Mining coal. And I think it would, if everybody on the surface of the planet died, I think it would probably be like 99% or like 98%. Well, I don't think it's going to be that much. I, but but let me How let much me underground... It. You know, living there's is massive, there. massive tunnels underground. Every major yeah. city in the in the world has tunnels underground. But mm. think about this. So, what type of energy infrastructure could you build now, implement that could survive it? Uh, Green energy. If you have all the panels well, and the infrastructure for the panels and the wind already there, yeah. To some it's, extent. it's the one that's likely likely going to survive. And They're we already talked fragile, about though. They are fragile, but if you have them stored in a bunker underground or something of that nature, but we already talked about this, then let, let's say that they have to just go repair the infrastructure in their super cities, right? Their 15-minute sure. cities, these types of things. Not only that, is we already talked about the energy infrastructure being built right now on the planet. The green energy infrastructure is not being built for a population of 8 billion. It's being built for a population like 500 million. And so now this begins to make a lot more sense. Now think about the transitions of like Bill Gates and mystery meats and insects and all this stuff. Yeah. What's going to happen during that time? The majority of the animals on the planet, all the livestock is going to be gone, dead. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to look for various different synthetic products or foods that you can find in nature that aren't ruined or dead, insects, etc., that are for survivability. Think about the seed banks that they've developed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now think. Now think of the vaccine. What about it? How does that fit? Well, seems like they're trying to kill people with that one. It is, but let's be realistic here in the sense of how these people, sociopaths, actually think. Is if you have this major cataclysmic event, okay? that you know is going to wipe out 90% of humanity on the surface, right? If portions of them survive, what you're going to have is nomadic Mad Max type of style things, authoritarian structures rise up out of that, right? So you don't want that to happen. This is why there's an implementation right now of these totalitarian ruled by the elite governmental structures because when they come back down, they're going to be the ones that are basically ruling the world and the less people, the better. So I think one of their perspectives is to call humanity before the event happens or weaken the immune system for when the event does happen that most people can't sustain the stress. Or, yeah. Or it's just make as much money as they can before it all happens. And reduce the population as fast as possible before the event happens. That way you know how many people need to be saved. And you're going to want critical thinkers. You're going to want the smartest and the brightest fucking unvaccinated. No offense. That's the truth. I don't think they're trying to save people. I don't think they're trying to save people either. I just said they're trying to eliminate 90% of the people. Hmm. Okay. But it's not but they're but I look at it in the sense is the 
take it into the same context of, of what I described before in the sense of Nazi Germany, right? Is you have all these Jews and these other prisoners of war on these large military bases that are starving and dehydrating because the supply lines have been cut off by the Allies, right? So the German soldiers are the ones that have to eat because they have to fight the war effort, and they're starving and dehydration. So what do they do to the prisoners which they can no longer sustain? They humanely kill them off as fast as possible to end their suffering. And that's potentially, I, and this is just a theory, guys. This is not what mm-hmm. I think and believe. It's just a theory. But it's potentially a good perspective to what is actually happening right now. How, how, um, how does that connect? How's um to this type of, like, doomsday scenario? How does what connect? The Nazi Germany. Because that's the scenario, yeah. is you had people who were suffering who were not going to survive or live into the future, mm. so they humanely killed them off or killed them off prior to an agonized, okay. even more agonizing death. So, like, the U.S. is like a concentration camp and the citizens are like the prisoners. Well, just think about it in every analogy. single country. Every single country has to reduce its mm. euthanasia. Yeah, every single country has to reduce their population to a certain degree, and then those countries would have the resources to try to save as many people as possible with what mm. was left. I, it's it's a theory, but I don't know. I mean, looking at what's happening right now, global events and how everything's unfolding, the infrastructure that these globalists are building, this seems incredibly plausible. Maybe. And the thing about a cataclysm to me is, I don't know, it's not clear to me whether it's it could possibly, I mean, it could be a natural disaster like we're seeing unfold in places, or it could be a man-made cataclysm. And they know exactly when it's going to happen, or they could decide when it will happen. Right. Well, and I think that's an interesting. Right, and I agree with you. Maybe, maybe all the weather modification technology that was been being developed was to try to stop it from happening, to try to mm. maybe make it happen slower, or not as severe, or whatever, or you know, who knows? I mean, I just saw this video today on the Marianas Trench and and various underground magma plums coming up from the Marianas Trench, which is the largest like. Uh, caldera on the planet if that thing fucking goes you're gonna have tidal waves that are gonna take out everything but like yeah there is so much evidence to actually substantiate this idea floods floods there you go the floods all over again the and that the fact that this has happened multiple times on this planet now i always typically thought that this was from bombardments of comets or meteorites from a destroyed planet in our solar system which could even be true as well um, the last time this happened is we captured the moon. This is one of my theories, but listen, I'm not discounting anything. This is the whole point of never believe anything anybody tells you, right? Is look at all angles. I'm not saying that these people are good. I mean, they're prancing around in devil's outfits on, on the Grammys and shit, okay? These people are freaking the epitome of evil. They're, they're calling for as many abortions as humanly possible. They've created a cult ideology of, of evilness, okay? So... Trust and me. I don't I don't think those people that we see even know what the hell's going on. I think they're just Oh, they're plebes. Yeah. Puppets. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're just they don't even know. Yeah, they're they're puppets. But I think that there could be this underlining factor which is driving a lot of this. Oh. Um and that it's basically being aligned for survival. I don't know. It's it's just a thought. But Man. I hope the flooding doesn't happen. <laughs> That's the one that I don't I really don't want to see. And the winds, dude, that's nuts. 
Yeah. You know, I don't have a bunker. Yeah. So why let all the immigrants in? Genetic diversity. What's this do? Genetic diversification. Mm-hmm. It allows humanity to survive. Is if you go down to like, so the least amount of people on the planet that we could have to sustain a population and to regrow it would be about 500 million. I, I, well, sorry, about 10 million. But you'd have to have an incredibly diverse genetic profile amongst all those people. Right, or you begin to have problems genetically as people begin to reproduce, very similar to like incest and stuff. So you'd have to have, yeah, genetic diversity. But I don't know, it's just a theory, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, as a reminder tonight for everybody out there, we have the after dark QA tonight at uh, that's going to be at uh, 10 p.m. Central, 11 Eastern. Um, so that'll be after the uh, the the SOFU. The, the State of the Union, so so State of the Union address, so uh, or whatever it is. Um, so that will be after after that, but it, we'll jump on. We can watch it while we're on there. Uh, but that's a Q&A. you got to go to the socialredpill.com to go ahead and get a part of that. Free to join. If you can support us up there, fantastic, great. But just uh, for everybody who wants to join in that, we'll be up there tonight. Um, and then Thursday, got a special interview coming up. A few people know who that is which is cool. Friday, I will not be here. I will be heading to Denver, selling my house and doing the final stuff this weekend, finally getting out there. Congrats. But I'll be back, yeah, be back next week. Um, And just, I mean, so perfect in the timing, like selling my house right now, Mm. potentially right before a market crash, Mm. freeing up capital, just like (laughs) pumped. Like, I'm just hoping that it all... It all happens a few weeks after and I can be like, boop, throwing funds in and get everything at the bottom. Not ready yet. I know. I'm not ready yet either. Ugh. But um, also another reminder is we have um, uh, preparing for Armageddon. So it, it's preparing for Agenda 2030, preparing for Armageddon, whatever you want to call it, our preppers, Zoom. Um, I'm thinking about doing these once every two weeks or once a month. But basically they're going to be probably on a Saturday or a Sunday. Only access will be through Social Red Pill. It'll be a Zoom, but it'll be a Zoom in um, kind of a Q&A format. So it'll be primarily like myself, a presenter. They'll be presenting a, a skill, a thing, shop list, these types of ideas. And then people can ask them questions. Um, and then we will see what we can do to kind of align, um, you know, if you wanted to, to get consulting from that person or something like that, how to facilitate that. Uh, but either way, it's going to be great information on what you can do to, to prepare your family and prep for what potentially is coming. So I just wanted to put that out there. Any other announcements, Vince? Nope. All right. Bill Gates' fake meat industry teetering on the brink of financial collapse as consumers reject his vision. The synthetic meat industry is teetering. And uh, the companies, re- people are rejecting fake meat with major companies announcing massive layoffs as they're experiencing plummeting sales. People have spoken and they are demanding real meat. Did, did you see this video um, on Twitter the other day of the, uh, the day in life of a stay-at-home, da- a stay-at-home uh, husband? No, I missed it. Sounds oh, good. dude. Stay I got to find this real quick. Oh. Yeah, uh, that sounds fantastic. Day in the life of a stay-at-home. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Life of that. a stay-at-home husband. <clears throat> yeah, I, tell you I don't fast. trust anybody who eats all that fake meat. 
Uh, I hope I can find this. This one was good. I, I can't believe we didn't uh, show this the other day. But I'm trying to remember who actually shared it on t uh, Twitter. Um, I'm trying to find it, too. Oh, this lives a TikTok, I think. A day in the life of a stay-at-home dad? Yeah, it's like the day in the life of a stay-at-home stay husband. Stay-at-home husband. I should be able to find it. Hold on. Oh, I get so many other different types of articles and stuff with just a normal search. <laughs> oh, wait. This might be it. One day ago. Steven Crowder? Um, send it to me. I'll check. Um... Zoom... By the way, guys, we do have the uh, the red uh, the the um, battle of the streams going on. Battle of the streams is one way that you can help support everything that we do here. We are one hundred percent funded by you guys, so much appreciated for all the donations coming in. That's on D Live, Pilled, Facebook, and Rumble. Much appreciated, Vincent. Just send that. All right, there we go. Let me see if this is it. Yep, that's it. One of being okay. <laughs> and the reason I thought of this one is because if you watch the food that he's making for lunch, it's beyond mm. meat. Mm. And, and look at look at his wife. I mean, day one of being out. a stay-at-home husband. Made us some tea and cuddled on the couch, and then I started to pack her lunch before she went to work with all her favorite foods. Snuck in a love note, drove her to work. Came back to a mess, proof of me cleaning the mess, juice break, put away some leftovers from the night before, starting to unpack, met my wife at the train stop, had dinner together, packed her lunch, can't forget her snacks, and sent her off to bed. But did you see the Beyond Meat jerky? Blech. Yeah. Yeah. So... I saw that and I was just like, oh man, I'm glad I'm not a liberal. <laughs> but I, that's not real. That's you know, not that, how people live. I, I agree. And I, it, to me, it looked like kind of like an ad campaign for Beyond Meat. I mean, why oh, not? Oh, good idea. Yeah. Right? Because who the hell snuggles? They, they basically have a, me. A, a popular TikTok account go out <laughs> there and do mm -hmm. that. Snuggled on the couch for a while. <laughs> Snuck in a love note. Get out of here. Oh, man. So, <laughs> but anyways, I digress from that. And uh, what do we have here? We have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's bringing a white balloon to this uh, the, the State of the Union address tonight. That's going to be funny. pretty hilarious. And uh, she posted this today. Joe Biden and the Democrats have kneecapped America and paved the way for China to become the global superpower. America is on the decline. Now, this is two and a half minutes. We'll watch some of it. We don't have to watch all of it. But I wanted everybody to check out this video. Investment by Chinese companies in the U.S. is now 
at a record high and growing. Another foreign deal causing chatter, if not national security concerns. Smithfield, green to be acquired by China's Shuangwei International for $34. Chinese company today offering nearly $5 million. It would be the largest Chinese takeover of any American company. Questions are being raised about why China wants our pigs. It's easy to pull fun that they're just buying some pigs, but really they're buying agricultural production here. Are you worried about it as a national security issue? The definition of national security should include how a country feeds itself. China is going to eat our lunch. China is a direct threat to our entire existence. China's waging a soft war against the United States across almost every front. Major Chinese companies now buying massive amounts of American land, farms and cattle ranches. We got the CCP buying it firmly, and what are they doing is with it? Is China doing that to spy on the U.S. military? They are buying up access to be able to surround American military facilities. All told, China has either purchased land, installed telecommunications equipment near four U.S. Air Force bases. And they're known you know, adversaries of the United States, so how are we allowing that to happen? It also impacts the very security of, of our food. Food security is national security. And it's something that needs to be taken seriously. China is embedded in the United States. China didn't just one day magically overtake us. Our leaders made that possible. They embedded it. They profited from it. They betrayed Democratic us. Congressman Eric Swalwell, who sits on the House Intel Committee, has ties to a Chinese spy. Are you concerned that you shared any information with this person before you were notified by the FBI? Well, I know that I didn't. It's sad, but Swalwell still serves with distinction. He's the only elected official in Washington we can say with confidence has had sex with a Chinese spy. The staffer for Senator Dianne Feinstein turned out to be a Chinese spy reporting back about local politics. The Chinese spy was Feinstein's driver, who also served as a gopher in the Bay Area office and was a liaison to the Asian American community. He even attended Chinese consulate functions for the senator. What we should be standing together on is we should be standing against China. We should be standing against globalism. Well, and that was pretty darn good. It kind of sums and wraps mm-hmm. up everything that we've been talking about here. Um, and, and, and I think it was uh, Xi's 20, um, 2030 vision that came out. It was like 2013, 2014. They put out a vision for China um, and its promises. And one thing was to feed the growing population of China. And he, mm. one of the ideas was for them was to take over the farmland of the United States of America. To basically use the United States as farmland. As an extension of China. Yep. So, like I've said before, there should be a constitutional amendment stating that only American citizens, American citizens, can own land in the United States of America. Governments can't, states can't, corporations can't, and definitely foreign entities or foreign people cannot. And any time that they want to utilize land, they have to pay the people. The people that own that land, or if it's state-owned land, actual legitimate state-owned land, mm-hmm. if someone's paying rent for that land, that money has to get redistributed every year back to the people. You ever notice all the lawsuits that come out of the federal government, right? Like the federal right. government sued somebody, and it's the we the people against so-and-so, and they sue J.P. Morgan for $20 billion. Do you notice the American people yeah. never get that money? Yes. I think that is a scam. I think that's just part of this uh, um, a way for the mafia to collect on uh, 
people operating in their territory. Mm. This is kind of how I look at it. Yeah, probably. Seriously, I look at it as like bullying, and like you have no choice; you need to pay us, and this is how we're going to do it. This is uh, yeah. Megan Rapinoe. So I said, uh, just saying, if she has a Demar on the field, I won't be surprised. This is uh, the yeah. the acclaimed Olympic soccer player. Let's just watch her go get her what fifth or sixth booster. Yeah, y'all. Ma Megan here. About to head and get my bubba bu- booster. And then boosted. And you're rolling. So if she shows up dead in the next few days, I'm not gonna be surprised. I'm gonna give her two weeks. What do you what are you giving her, Vince? I got I'm gonna give her two weeks. Twelve months. Twelve months. Okay, twelve months. Two weeks. Yeah. It could be, dude. Very cringe. Definitely no tears for that bitch. Gosh, these people are sick, man. They're brainwashed. They're delusional. She does not look well. She looks like she has AIDS. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. Check this out. This is uh, just switching gears a little bit. Metaverse, the land of opportunity. If the change in the name of his company, Facebook to Meta, wasn't a big enough sign of how seriously Mark Zuckerberg is taking the potential of the Metaverse, the company's financial statements revealing the billions of dollars sunk into the project so far certainly should be. But what is exactly Meta betting on? Is there really so much potential in the Metaverse to justify a massive investment? As Martin Armstrong highlights, forecast by uh, Statista, for its advertising and marketing, media marketing insights show, even looking at the conservative addressable market scenario where 15% of the digital economy shifts to the metaverse, Zuckerberg is seemingly shooting for a slice of a larger lucrative pie. Um, according to the analysis, the largest segments in terms of revenue in 2030 will be gaming, $163 billion in e-commerce, $201 billion. By the end of the decade, the metaverse's reach is projected to be 700 million people worldwide and the highest penetration rate forecasted is South Korea. I've been talking about this a lot on uh, Crypto Mastermind. So we do a Crypto Mastermind just about every Sunday um, where I help people kind of navigate through the cryptoverse and we look at crypto, what's happening with the price. Uh, originally, it started out in teaching people about crypto, but I have such, like everybody in there now understands crypto very well. So, but yes. if anybody is looking for those intro crypto classes, I think we actually got one published on Social Red Pill. But uh, at the end of the day is the world is moving towards that economically. And so what you're going to be looking at is slices of the pie of the digital universe. What does that mean? You got server farms, you have infrastructure, you have the actual digital land built on blockchains. This is where a lot of the money is going to be flowing uh, in the sense of ad revenue and these types of things. So it, it's just, you know, and this is also the other perspective is originally this is going to be kind of a transition from uh, from modern world to virtual reality. But what we'll have is we'll have a segmentation of augmented reality to where wearable devices will become commonplace and you're going to be walking down the street and like in the movie uh, uh, Back to the Future 2 where Marty's walking and he sees the shark jump up and the shark's, you know, Jaws 23 or whatever it is. Uh, that will be a reality very, very shortly. There's actually theme parks in consideration right now being built just like that where yeah. augmented realities can become a, a future. So think about this as walking down a store and you got a storefront of an art gallery and you walk outside of it 
And you have Amazon ads coming up for the paintings that are being sold in the gallery at discounted prices because the person bought the advertising right there in front of that store. That's the, the world we're heading into. Yeah, in the digital world. You only can see yeah. it if you have your... your and you're running a certain on. overlay. You could have a limitless amount of digital overlays over your actual reality to where somebody can own your property in another digital reality right? that you could connect to. This is crazy stuff, dude. And a lot of people are going to just live their lives in this metaverse. Right. And there's also, you know, here's the thing is we look at like the metaverse and the blockchain as a massive system of control. But there also comes about in the sense, if you understand computer engineering, coding, these types of things is let's talk like this is that you've heard of geotagging, right? The thing that they talked about in uh, 2000 mules. Yes. Imagine walking into a Starbucks and we created a secure, quantumly encrypted digital room inside that Starbucks. Okay. Only accessible with a, a, you know, 256 bit cipher or something like that. I walk in there. I go into the table to where it's geotagged to where that actual augmented reality social room is. I go in there, I log in, and I write something on a board or a feed. I leave. Anybody else goes in there, no one's ever going to see it because it's digitally encrypted. You go in there and you log in and boom, now you can see my message to you. Hmm. So there is going to be actually really interesting ways to communicate within this new digital world that's coming about. And you're going to see this. You're going to see parallel internets propping up. You're going to see private internet groups Coming out, it's going to be like an a la carte internet to get to the good websites. You have to get a subscription to this internet. Um, and then you're also going to have like a lot of dark net to where anything that you wanted in the, the old world, you have to go to the dark net to get. Um, it's going to be interesting, but it, it, that world is coming. I'm sorry to say you're not going to you're not going to stop the transition of technology. Yeah. To what extent are you going to let it be a part of your life, though? Right, right. Or are they going to force it to be? Live on a lake. Live on a river. Go fishing every day. Still, it's almost impossible to live without. Well, you're right. But I always go back to Star Wars, right? Like when Mm -hmm. Luke in Star Wars Episode uh, 4, when Luke is on the ranch, right? And they live like nomads in the middle of nowhere. But technology doesn't dominate their life, but yet is a tool for whatever they do in life. And that's the way we got to kind of look at the future is that technology can't dominate our life, but instead it is a tool to help make our life easier in the sense of the work that we do for whatever our various skill sets are to earn a living. That's how I look at it. I'd rather be Amish. I think it's going to be very messy. I think it's being messy for a while. Um, I think that we're headed towards uh, altered carbon type of universe. Have you ever seen altered Car- carbon on uh, Netflix? Bit. Yeah, that I think that's where we're headed, honestly. But California governor urges federal inquiry into surging natural gas prices. Uh, Gavin Newsom has called on the federal authorities to launch an investigation into the soaring natural pr- gas prices in California and the rest of Western U.S. As customers have been warned, they would receive high gas utility bills. Since late November 2022, wholesale natural gas prices throughout the West have risen to alarming levels that greatly exceed prices of the rest of the country. These wholesale natural gas price increases were exasperated by early cold weather in the Western states, but these 
these known factors cannot explain the extent and longevity of the price spike. And I, you know what? I agree with them because what you have is you have price gouging here. This is energy companies knowing that they're going to be getting rid of the natural gas and just spiking up the rates. And then this also goes to exactly right here. In case you did not know, the technocrats are getting rid of gas cars. They will dictate that you can only purchase EVs that will come equipped with a battery surveillance passport. But the ultimate goal is to get rid of all cars to limit mobility in the name of climate change. Now, this is also interesting. I saw this TikTok video yesterday of the dude who had his, uh, his truck EV, his Tesla truck yeah. EV. Yeah. And uh, he stopped at a Tesla charging station to charge it. And he charged it for 41 minutes, and it cost him $20. They're charging it some now, yeah. Yeah, and he only got 46 miles. So 41 minutes, got 46 miles, and it cost him $20. Like, that's ridiculous. That's massively more expensive and time-consuming than gas or any other alternative-fueled vehicle. But this is what this is what they want. They want people limited. And who knows, if a cataclysm does come, you will be limited where you can actually go. Yeah. Big time. I want a bike. I need a bicycle. I, I got one. the bike. You can ride it if you like. It's got a basket of bell. Things that ring the ding to make it look good. I let you ride it if I quit, but I borrowed it. We have, Anybody uh, can name that band. Can you no name idea. that band? Is it Bob Marley and the Whalers? No, no. It's old school. This is like 68. <laughs> 67, 68, 1967, 68. It was one on one of the first albums that that band put out specifically. Hmm. So I just know the lyrics by heart. He's, they got another co- song called Corporal Clag Had a wooden leg He lost it in the war 1944 It's a English band? Sammy! Good job, Sammy. Sammy D1 1970. Oh. Nailed it. Oh, wow. Pink Floyd. That's early Sid Barrett Pink Floyd for anybody who doesn't know. But, yep, absolutely. Nice. Speaking of Pink Floyd, there it was. Uh, there's an interesting... So, Roger Waters, David Gilmore, they basically broke up from the band in the 1986, right? Um, this be- it came a lot because of David Gilmore's wife, uh, uh, Polly Sampson, who's basically just a flaming fucking liberal. And mm. Roger Waters is kind of like, if he was anything politically, he would be like a traditional radical liberal, right? But he's a, he's for Palestine against Israel. So she came out today, called him an anti-Semite and a misogynist and that he was, uh, he lip sings his songs. And then David Gilmore, the lead singer, guitarist of Pink Floyd retweeted his wife's post saying, I concur with everything she said here. And then Roger Waters is like, I'm going to press charges. And here's the thing. David Gilmore didn't retweet that. She runs David Gilmore's social media. So she posted it and then went and used David Gilmore's influence to repost it. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, these Who people. Who cares? That's right. Who cares? God. <laughs> so Florida State court system in the U.S. and EU universities hit by ransomware outbreak. Global ransomware outbreak has scrambled servers along Florida's Supreme Court and several universities in the United States and Central U- Europe. We just talked about this the other day. We've been, we've been talking about this for months and years. <laughs> Cyber Polygon. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe they're, they're not calling it a database error, though. Uh, maybe next week they'll call it that. 
another one, the next one. Yeah. The United Kingdom has launched a new program to manipulate and goad people into accepting the net zero society as a solution to so-called climate change. The Behavioral Insights Team, BIT, as it is called, was launched by the UK government in 2021 and eventually taken over by Nesta, a self-described independent charity focused on innovation. Nesta recently put out a guide outlining some of the techniques that are being used to psychologically provoke the general public into accepting the new normal to fight global climate change. Greenhouse gas emissions, the report states, are evil and must be done away with by the government. One way to do this is by launching a nudge unit to corral the human herd into embracing the future filled with green fascism and the loss of all freedoms, which are to, told, to, to totally destroy the planet. Um, I agree, but you know what? It's just so interesting how we don't have... So much more research and money moving in towards exotic technologies, exotic energy systems. Did you ever notice that? Like, yeah, of course I have. It's all going in the green energy and stuff like this. Why aren't we looking into exotic energy technologies? We have, we know that the the federal government has massive amounts of patents at the patent office. Yeah, but nothing. Yeah, they're there's they're not pushing for that. That's for sure. You know how much the government could incentivize people to go through and and invent and and create things mm-hmm. man society could be totally different than it is it's just i don't so, know it's controlled in an odd way so apparently trump's not actually live streaming on true social he's just no. commenting on it with posts yeah that's what i thought and so i'm pulling it up here Bipartisan pieces of legislation since becoming president. From reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act, the Electoral Count Reform Act, the Respect for Marriage Act that protects the right to marry the person you love. And to my Republican friends, if we could work together the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together and find consensus on important things in this Congress as well. I think... Folks... You all are as formed as I am, but I think the people sent us a clear message. Fighting for the sake of fighting, power for the sake of power, conflict for the sake of conflict gets us nowhere. That's always been my vision of our country, and I know it's many of yours. To restore the soul of this nation, to rebuild the backbone of America, America's middle class, and to unite the country. We've been sent here to finish the job, in my view. For decades, the middle class has been hollowed out. And more than, and not no one administration, but for a long time. Too many good paying manufacturing jobs move overseas. Factories closed down. Once thriving cities and towns that many of you represent became shadows of what they used to be. Along the way, something else we lost pride, our sense of self worth. I ran for president to fundamentally change things. Okay. To make sure our economy. We're not going to, we're not going to sit here and watch the whole thing. I think we all get the gist. If you guys want to check it out, you can check it out after this broadcast uh, on your own. Um, But we actually have some important stuff to get to. (laughs) Um, How about uh, Chip Roy? We're standing with American people. American people are sick and tired of the overbearing federal government sticking its nose where it doesn't belong into the well-being, into the public health, into the jobs, into the lives of the American people. Let's listen to Chip Roy for a minute because I'd rather listen to this guy than Joe Biden any day. Some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle have been asking, what have we been doing over the last few weeks? Well, I'll tell you what we've been doing. We've been protecting babies born alive. 
We've been protecting families from the invasive audits of the Internal Revenue Service, or at least trying to, if Chuck Schumer doesn't block us. Trying to protect the Strategic Petroleum Reserve from 200 million barrels being dumped by the President, heading right into an election. Lo and behold. And now how about protecting last week nurses and doctors from being fired for daring to want to protect their own health and well-being by not taking a shot, a shot which the CDC director says does nothing for transmission of COVID. Those are the facts. We're standing with the American people. American people who are sick and tired of an overbearing federal government sticking its nose where it doesn't belong into the well-being, into the health, into the jobs, into the lives of the American people. That's the truth. Now what are we trying to do? Today, we want to protect individuals from being punished if they want to try to come to the United States but haven't had a vaccine. Again, okay. a vaccine which so the CDC director Roy, says does nothing for give transmission. It, Those give it, are giving it to them. Giving it to them. I think he was in an empty house anyway. But, you know, th- that, that's the truth is I think there's very few patriots and fighters that we actually have left in Congress. Uh, some of them are patriots and fighters, and I'll agree with that, but I don't like them. But I like Chip Roy, man. I would, I'd like to meet that guy. He seems pretty solid. I and that's the president. That's right. That's the unfortunate thing about the house is it's always empty now. It is. <laughs> so um, for anybody out there that goes to the Clay Clark events, um, they have one coming up on May 13th and 14th in Miami, Florida. Oh, wow. I will be there. Florida. Oh. I will be there. I'm not speaking at the event. I will be uh, working with American Media Periscope. So um, I will be live, going live with American Amp and stuff like that there. But uh, I will be there in Miami. Then I'll be in Vegas. You're going to Florida, then Vegas? Yeah. I'm going to travel a lot. Why not? You only live once. Hurry up before the cataclysm comes. Live a little. Florida's wonderful. I've heard. I've never been to Florida. That's that'll be amazing. Cool. Yep. And then in April, March, 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 April, April, I'll be in Phoenix. I'll be at the the Badlands event that's happening. Uh, that's Patel Patriot, John Herndon, and uh, those guys, um, Zach Red Pill seventy eight. All those guys uh, um, will be holding an event out there. I'll be speaking at that event. So pretty cool. Nice, dude. Just March. go grab a mic. Um, I might. We'll see. Ecuadorian city mayor candidate murdered by assassins hours before winning election. <laughs> candidate for mayor in Ecuadorian city of Puerto Lopez was just murdered just hours ahead of the polls opening where he won the election. Was a leftist candidate with the Citizens Revolution Movement before he was shot dead Saturday by a gunman who burst into the room where Mendez was with his campaign staff. This comes just a few days later after the uh, the local assemblywoman in uh, Massachusetts was gunned down in her vehicle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Black seeing Republican a, chick. Yeah, seeing a trend coming on here? Yeah, yeah, dude. I think that there's just criminal syndicates all over, and they're tied into all these governments. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's sick. Crazy. Well, clandestine, uh, clandestine again, interestingly enough, the U.S. biological presence in Taiwan might be worse than Ukraine. According to the National Institutes of Health, there are 1,251 biolabs in Taiwan, 262 of which are private, including BLS, BSL-4 lab in Taipei, which notoriously saw the C-19 outbreak. Um, and he's right. And, you know, I just get this weird feeling that clandestine is watching this show and going back to our old shows and just mm. listening to them because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything that he – so, it, I, you know, listen, I like the guy. I think he's doing good work. Yeah. He's got a popular Substack. 
But yesterday he came out and said that uh, my research has shown. My research is uncovering. And I'm like, dude, this isn't your fucking research. Like, everything he said in his last post about the Ukrainian biolabs, we were talking about a year ago. We got it from other people's research. And this definitely wasn't our research. You know, there's other people who did that research who put it out there. And it was just crazy that I saw him like, my research is showing like, dude, jump down from that eagle just a little bit, buddy. I do see a little bit of that, too. Yeah. But he's definitely, I mean, he's definitely putting it together very well. And he mm-hmm. has the platform to put it out there, which is great. But, I mean, you got to you gotta give credit where credit's given, man. And, and you, like, that's not your research. I can go show you tons of videos of my buddies over at the MG show, myself, uh, Red Pill, all these different people talking about the same information that you put all in there a year and a half ago. So... That's my yeah, it would that. be nice to say, hey, you know, so-and-so said this, and this other person said that, and blah, 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 and here, I put it all together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely know what you're saying, man. Oh, it's just the way things are. That's crazy. China has surpassed the U.S. in land-based mobile ICBM launchers. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, General Anthony Cotton, commander of U.S. Strategic Command, sent a letter to the House and Senate Armed Services Committee on January 26th, notifying that China now has more land-based fixed and mobile ICBM launchers than the United States has, per the journal, the Wall Street Journal. And uh, quite interesting. And you know what? Then you get this. China has said no to a U.S. request for a phone call between Secretary of Defense Austin and China's defense minister, according to the Pentagon. Well, you know, maybe uh, General Milley should just call up General Lee over there in China and just tell, talk to him. Apparently, they got each other's numbers. Yeah, I know. So wild, isn't that? So, you know, it's interesting. So China's not cooperating now. Not good. But, I mean, they probably are. They're like, we don't right. want to talk to you. We already talked to some Americans. Well, let's 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 see the rest here. U.S. Yeah. clears Poland to buy HIMARS in ammo worth $10 billion. This is a massive purchase for Poland. Yeah. They've approved Poland to buy the advanced rockets and rocket launchers worth about $10 billion. Uh, the pro's order covers 18 M142 high-mobility artillery rocket systems, HIMARS launchers and 468 launcher loader module kits, including 45 M57 or Army Tactical Missile Systems, known as um, ATAX, uh, ATACMS, and then hundreds of guided multiple, <coughs> sorry, guided multiple launch rocket and warhead variants. So, mm. first inclination, you're like, well, you know, maybe they're going to package it up as missile and rocket parts and send them to Ukraine. Ukraine is already being supplied with these same things. By the United States. Why is Poland Poland beefing up their offensive and defensive strategies? To fight a war from there. Because Poland is the next target for Russia. And another thing, too, is this is about to escalate. Ukraine doesn't have the manpower to man all these tanks and all these weapons. Mm -hmm. This is like, I feel like they're staging for nato um i, I think you're right yeah. i think that it's, it's, it's a big stage for what's coming next i think that there is going to be a global war and i think that this is all preparation for that it seems that europe is going to be the landscape though once again yeah i don't know they could send a balloon over yep 
but food shortages are starting to become quite serious all over the planet. Worst case scenario that many of the experts feared is starting to play out right now in front of our eyes. Throughout 2022, uh, Zero Hedge had warned regular readers that there were all sorts of indications that the emerging global food crisis would go entirely new level in 2023, and that's precisely what is happening. In response to tightening food, uh, supplies of food, prices are surging all over the planet, and a number of desperately hungry people is exploding. Unfortunately, this crisis is not going to be just temporary. Um, so if you go into this article, which is on Zero Hedge, you can hear all the evidence of various different types of problems that we're seeing, whether it's the Dutch, German, Italian farmers and the nitrogen regulations that are coming down in Europe, whether it was the severe drought season that many of the U.S. farmers had, plus the um, the lack of fertilizers that come from Ukraine and Russia that were, they didn't get and the rising price of fertilizers, um, whether Turkey. Turkey just had so did you know that Turkey's biggest port is on fire right now and all their infrastructure yeah. is completely destroyed Turkey is one of the main suppliers of Europe and the United States of America with uh, vehicles specially made vehicles as well as steel and iron steel and iron yep uh oh 6.5% of all exports go directly to the United States of America of steel and iron from Turkey so you, you got to look at these things in different perspectives, right? Yeah. This is huge, man. Yeah. And then we're still seeing these. We're seeing these chicken farms being gone. They're saying the bird flu is the cause of these things, but we know obviously it was the feed. We're seeing some of these places burned down. Then four days ago, a massive seafood processing plant burned down in Canada. Weird how this keeps happening. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I know you got thoughts on that, so. No, I'm just ready to start talking about prepping. Now they're saying 100 in Turkey, uh, Turkish politician Yumit Ozdog has said that 184,000 people are still missing under the rumble. Can you believe that? How crazy is that number? Holy yep. mackerel. How about this one? This is what we were just talking about with the green hypocrisy, right? Scottish wind farm admits dozens of turbines actually powered by diesel engines. So dumb. <laughs> Dude, you can't make this stuff up. Nope, you can't. Holy cow. Uh, I'm, you know, there's there's a lot of the financial news we can get into. Um, I'm just going to go over the headlines of them because we are running out of time fast. Home prices are up 38% since 2019. The average mortgage rate is up 50% since 2019. The result, a home is 50% more expensive than it was two years ago. How does the average American afford a home? You're right. Like, this is why I'm renting right now yeah. and I just sold my house. So, oh. listen, I'll bring this every, everybody's perspective, okay? You have some good experience in real I, time I have some with this. really good experience to kind of give you the numbers. <laughs> 2015, I bought a house for $370,000, okay? My mortgage was $1,600 at 3.2% interest, okay? Fixed rate loan, VA. Following. Okay. Um, taxes, roughly about $250 a, a, a month. So it's about, wow. four, four, yeah, about four to $5,000 of taxes in, uh, in Colorado. Oh, a year. A year, yeah. Okay. And then you had homeowners insurance, which is about two hundred and fifty to three hundred fifteen dollars a month, right? So your mortgage is between was my mortgage was between twenty one hundred to twenty five hundred dollars a month, which was completely fine, right? That's an average income. Dual working people can afford that. Um, 
We just went to purchase another house, which is in worse, way worse condition than our house ever was. Not even close to being as nice. Not even close to being big. In a completely different state with a worse real estate market. Okay? Um, this house was listed at three eighty nine, So just $10,000 more than the house we bought in 2015. With the interest rate mortgage, we are looking at 6.8% mortgage rate. If you add in the taxes, $5,000 a year, and then homeowner's insurance, okay, the mortgage out the door was $3,900. It'd be about $4,600 a month to purchase that house. Okay? $4,600. For basically the same value, for the same price of house that I bought in 2015, where I'm paying $2,500. i am renting a house down the street for half that price. Two grand a month. But also, think about this as you will own nothing. They are making it completely impossible for people to afford to actually own things. Like I was looking at land out here in Minnesota. The problem with Minnesota and land is it's the taxes are expensive. Like mm. if, if I went to like if I purchased land in Colorado, your tax is like a hundred dollars a year. And so what yeah. you do is you go to the county and you say, Hey, look, you know, my taxes are a hundred dollars a year. I want to pay them up front for twenty to thirty years. Mm. Okay? So you'll never have a tax lien or any of these things and you're putting yeah. it into a trust and you pay it you pay the three grand, right? Yes. And, you, and you, you pay off your taxes. That way, in 30 years, you still own that land. There's nothing they can do. You don't have any payments if you own it outright. But in, in Minnesota, it's $500 a year for freaking taxes on a 30-acre plot. It's not horrible, right? But it's like, that's expensive for taxes on just land. Yeah, Desolate land in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, especially if you start collecting different little lots. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so I'm looking in I'm looking in Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Missouri, just places that like I can get to in twelve to twenty four hours, right? Twelve twenty four hours driving. Yeah, well, twenty four hour drive I, I would rather not do. Basically, I want to be able to do is if I loaded up my truck on one tank of gas is four hundred miles, right? So if I had to go four hundred miles, where can I get to? I can get to Iowa, Nebraska. I can get to uh, Missouri, Illinois, right? So if I have two tanks of gas, where can I get to? It's basically two tanks of gas. Where can I get to uh, without restriction, conservative states moving through? This is kind of the way I'm looking at it. But I'd rather be close here. I'd rather be two hours away from a piece of land that I can just go to that nobody knows about. And I can just whoop. Don Mega said Wisconsin. You no, know, I never thought about Wisconsin, Don. Thank you. I'm going to actually check out Wisconsin. Well, there's plenty of room yep. out here in commie Washington, as I always let you know. You're always welcome. It's just so hard to get there. Uh, the IRS has proposed a new program to crack down on waiters, tips, and other service industries. House Republicans just voted unanimously to repeal the Democrats' army of 87,000 IRS agents. Remember that? Um, data from the IRS shows that the agency mainly targeted low-income people, but few millionaires and billionaires on Monday, the Internal Revenue Service announced new regulations for a voluntary trip reporting scheme between the government and employers in a variety of service industries, such as entertainment, hospitality, housekeeping, and others. The guidance contains a notice of proposed revenue procedure established in the Service Industry Tip Compliance Agreement program. 
Um, SITCA is a voluntary tip reporting program between the IRS and employers in the service industry, excluding the gaming industry, that is designed to enhance tax compliance through the use of agreements instead of traditional audit techniques. The new voluntary program will replace Tip Rate Determination Agreement, TRDA, and the Tip Reporting Alternative Commitment um, and the employee-designated track. Americans have until May 7th, 2023, to, according to the IRS notice, to weigh in on the proposed program and may be submitted one of two ways. Um, Dude, what happened to the good old days where I could just get a cash chip? Cash is cash. Who cares? Don't need tax. Come on. They don't want cash, dude. And tips. Nope. Definitely don't. God. What the hell? Uh, if you guys saw DeSantis today on one of his uh, broadcasts, is currently hosting a roundtable of lawyers. One of the lawyers is named Libby Locke, who represents Dominion voting machines against Lindell, Giuliani, and other conservatives. Uh, he says Libya is an extraordinary uh, uh, at the First Amendment defamation law. And so that's quite interesting that uh, DeSantis is turning that route. We also saw Donald Trump come out when he was a teacher giving alcohol to, t uh, to students. Did you see that image? Uh, no. What? So Donald Trump showed a, an image of when DeSantis apparently was a teacher and he was drinking alcohol with some students. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And Trump was like he was, he was grooming little kids or something. Uh, the Democrats have installed the fence around the Capitol ahead of the State of the Union address. I thought fences were evil and didn't work, but I guess and not. Racist. Yeah, and racist. Um, and we have a lot of little stories. There wasn't much really going on today. We had the Oklahoma Capitol uh, busted through and people stormed it. And this was a whole bunch of trans lives matters. I'm surprised that these people <laughs> weren't dragged out by the Capitol Police there in Oklahoma and arrested on treason charges and sedition. Yeah, and sent to uh, the appropriate prisons. Um, wild <laughs> stuff, man. They sure do know how to organize and scream, don't they? But they, unfortunately, they their do. crazy policies are being blocked. Hoy, why do you put that check mark there? Oh, I hate some of these pages. Uh, researchers discover a new part of the brain, and the World Economic Forum wants to use it to read our minds. Whoa, that's kind of crazy. Um, researchers have discovered a previously unknown part of the brain anatomy that acts as both a protective barrier and a platform for which immune cells monitor the brain for infection and inflammation. Immediately after the sentence above, one of the World Economic Forum's videos from 2016 was embedded, describing the manipulation of immune system genes found in the brain. Lisa Bolanger, American neuroscientist and associate professor at Princeton University, explained, these immune system genes actually have two roles, one in the immune system, one in the nervous system. We developed a small molecule that we believe targets only the neural, uh, neuronal functions of these proteins. The World Economic Forum article goes on to describe the new discovery. In the middle of detailing the new discovery of the brain, the World Economic Forum embedded a video of a session from Davos 2023 hosted by uh, the Atlantic CEO, Nicholas Thompson, about brain transparency, which is the World Economic Speak for computers reading our minds. They're just not going to stop. I, I think that there's going to be right. a point in time where these people are not going to be able to walk down the street. Like, quite literally. And I think that there's going to be a point in time very, very shortly, and I'm not condoning this, okay, that there's going to be violence used against these people because it's just becoming apparently and abundantly known of what their crimes are. Yeah. No accountability either. Yep. 
Oh, there's going to be, and it's coming. <laughs> Russia warns of unpredictable escalation in Ukraine. The defense minister has urged the U.S. and its allies not to send heavy weaponry to Kyiv. The U.S. and its allies are actively trying to prolong the conflict between Moscow and Kyiv for as long as possible. In order to ensure that the fighting continues, the West has begun delivering heavy weapons to Ukraine while urging Kyiv to capture Russian territories, warning that such moves are essentially dragging NATO countries into the conflict and could lead to unpredictable escalation. This war is ridiculous. It is. And, I mean, did um, you see that potential chemical weapon that was used? I did read something. I watched What's the video, and the you can't really tell if it was chemical weapons or kind of like a, a grenade or something. And it's um, alleged that Ukraine is utilizing this. Right. It was alleged that Ukraine was utilizing it. But there's really no way to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are using chemical weapons, oh, man. That's a massive violation of uh, the Geneva Conventions, but... Yeah, chemical weapons and biological weapons. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, I'm just waiting for the day where I look at the news and uh, there's been a huge escalation in this war. Well, here's yeah, another escalation. You're ready for this one. You have uh, the U.S. warship operates in the Black Sea for the first instance since Russia invasion of Ukraine. Uh, they wow. visited Turkey, a NATO country along the Black Sea, that has maintained a strong relationship with Russia. Um, th- this is the USS Nitz. This is DDG-94. And uh, the ship entered the region and visited Turkey on February 3rd, which is confirmed. Well, that's interesting. They visited on February 3rd, two days before a massive earthquake, and got out of there. Hmm. Interesting. What the hell are the chances, dude? I know. There are no quinkadings. No, there are definitely no coincidences. But now it's in the Black Sea, and so... I don't know, man. I have a feeling that Russia is feeling provocated, and they're going to start pushing back. And I just saw... saying it. Yeah, Yeah. I just saw the the, uh, article earlier. Do you remember Mm -hmm. those those ATAMs, the missile systems we sent Ukraine for missile defense? Yes. You go to Russia media... It's showing Russia bombing them the moment they set them up. Exactly what I said was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. The, the moment these tanks land. <laughs> you had uh, Moderna CEO Stefan Abansel admit the company produced 100,000 COVID-19 vaccine doses in 2019. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Dude, they're guilty of this is one. biological warfare yeah. Let's listen to for this profit. Yep. One of the big concerns, as, we, as we're all here now and we're discussing, we, we understand the context, and this is a great deal. Sure. Well, good morning, and thank you for having me on the panel. Um, so the great news versus 2020, where we are today, is we have manufacturing capacity. As Seth knows, when the pandemic happened, Moderna had made 100,000 doses in 2019 for the whole year. And I remember walking after that was 100,000 doses in 2019 for the whole year. And they're going to come back and say, oh, he just got his dates mixed up. He's, he's a very busy man. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait, dude. There's just all of this evidence, no accountability. But hopefully mm-hmm. we can see something happen. What else we got here? Um... Yeah, there it is. He would never do such a thing. Trump posts photos of Ron DeSantis as a teacher allegedly partying with high school girls as he ramps up attacks on Republican rivals. And so this is no way. 
and that's Ron DeSantis and some high school girls and him drinking, uh, having a drink at a party uh-huh. with his students when he was a high school teacher, having drinks with underage girls and cuddling with them certainly looks pretty gross and, well, pedophilic. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. But Donald Trump retweeted that, so... Well, huh. Don't know if it's true, but... And we don't even know if they're uh, high school girls, but... How about this one? Right. Gender-neutral God to be considered by the Church of England. Uh, the move has been criticized by conservatives who have warned that the male and female imagery is non-interchangeable. However, liberal Christians have welcomed it, claiming that the theological misreading of God as exclusively male is a driver of much continuing discrimination and sexism against women. Excuse I, me. <laughs> well, I'm a... Here's the thing. In Christianity, the yeah. the Godhead, if you want to look at it like that, is masculine. God, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, if you look at the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is the Father, the Mother, the Son, if you go back to ancient mythology, okay. it, it is the two, the masculine and the feminine, converging to produce the emergent effect of the son or the daughter. So there, there's a lot of variations of this, but... Going to gender neutral, um, you know, this this is bullshit. This is nothing but the conformity of a new global religion that is coming out. Silly. This Very is the silly. new world religion, buddy. This is what they're talking about. How are they going to do this? Do we have the new pandemic here? Why scientists are worried about the bird flu? Researchers are sounding the alarm about cases of avian influenza in mammals. You revelation, baby. Yep, yep, a revelation about the spread of the avian flu at the Spanish mink farm in October, raising alarm. The minks were infected with the H5N1 variant known as 2.3.4.4b, which was discovered in 2020 and has since made its way around the world. While it is not uncommon for mammals to catch avian flu after direct contact with infected birds, the mink farm showed evidence of transmission between the minks themselves, unprecedented among mammals. And guess who else is mammals? You are. We are. For now. Until the until they could do something about it. Do you hear now they're in the military saying that there were six balloons uh spotted during Trump's presidency, but no one was ever notified? Yeah, I think it's all baloney. Yeah, they're just blowing smoke out there, man. That's all this they're is. They're just wanting to fight and argue and throw each other under the bus and distract, distract, distract. Yep. Everyone knows it was 99 luffed balloons, not six. 99 luffed balloons. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't trust any of it. Maybe it's mm-hmm. true. Maybe it's not. But it seems all like bullshit to me. Okay, we, we talked about the Himars. We talked about... Um, oh, this one was interesting. I want to talk about this. Maryland. Click now to say kids must not be vaccinated without their parents' knowledge. Maryland proposes Bill SB 378 to vaccinate children without parental consent. That's so is, that's going to be one of the catalysts. I'm telling you, that's going to be like, I'm telling you. They're passing something to allow kids to be vaccinated without parents' consent? They're proposing it. Yeah, they're proposing a proposing bill it. to basically that's... vaccinate children without parental consent. Don't do that. Nope, don't don't do it. That is going it. to be the last straw. I'm telling you, uh, and, and then this guy, I, the Frank Hoogerbeats. Uh, I've actually, I think I reached out to him to get him on, but uh, he's he actually had an article written about him. Um, mm-hmm. He is a researcher. Um, he's worked, I believe, he worked for um, uh, 
a geological society actually monitoring earthquakes, and he left a long time ago doing his own research. But he predicted this uh, this earthquake, a 7.9 earthquake. Oh, sorry, this is February 3rd. Sooner or later, there will be a 7.5 earthquake in the region, south-central Turkey, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon. This oh, yeah. February 3rd, he said this. Two days before the earthquake. Yep, two days before right. the earthquake. Now, I saw that. what he he's saying is that earthquakes are caused by various different tidal functionalities of gravity in the solar system. So as the sun and the planets are all moving around, there's certain stress points of how gravitational flux forces affect the planet Earth and, and produce tectonic activity. And he said he uses this model to predict it, and he's spot on. So I'm going to try to get him on a show, see if we can talk to him. That'd be, that'd be pretty damn cool. Um, let's go into here. I want to go yeah. there with... Um, uh, Hugh Rogue, 8401, is celebrating a three-month sub-streak. Thank you so much, Hugh Rogue. Shannon, 1313, three ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon. Bayonet, one lemon. Thank you so much, Bayonet. Cursive Q, one ice cream. Thank you so much, Cursive Q. RPG, 3573, two ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. Slumdog. Went from D-Live to Pilled today, gifted a can. It's not that I like to listen to Doom and Gloom, but this group is freaking knowledgeable. Thank you so much, Slumdog. LED3, Ice Cream, thank you so much, LED. Boyd, 556, one lemon, Bayonet, one lemon. Xgrits, Ets, and Cat24, three lemons for both of them. So thank you, Boyd, Bayonet, Xgrits, and Cat. In Geomatrix, gifted a cookie. Throw some cookies to the RPP as that keeps it going. Thank you so much, Energeo Matrix and Grismo One Lemon. Thank you guys so much for those donations. What I'm gonna do over here is if you guys just hang out on there for a few minutes, I'm gonna go ahead, go into here, and we're gonna lease the scratching on uh, on Pilled, and I'm gonna go in here if this stuff actually loads for me. Shout out to Patriotic Pisces with the ice cream donations and the lemon. Thank you so much. Oh, and thank you, Patriotic Pisces, for that. Much appreciated. And I'm going to go ahead and release the chest on DLive. And so we're going to go nice. through that. And Trump is just absolutely throwing some great comments out there. Oh, is he? I'm going to check. We're going to check him out right now. That's fun. I'll go through them all during dinner tonight. And then I'll jump on the chat with all you right. all. I can't wait. <laughs> Joe's the one who betrayed the supply chain. Now he's talking about how to rebuild it. He just stated America's automobiles couldn't make enough cars. <laughs> uh, J.D. Vance is looking good. I noticed Mitt Romney and some of the rhinos jumping up and down with applause for the wrong reasons. He talks about inflation coming down, but it was 1.2% under Trump, so he must mean coming down from 9.1% a country killer. We wouldn't have... Yeah, he's right there. We wouldn't have a, had a war with Russia and the Ukraine if I were president. I could also end it in 24 hours, which is what should happen. An unemployment, far fewer people are working now. False figure because the workplace is smaller. 3.4% is virtually meaningless. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's a great guy, is having seriously hard time staying awake. I give him credit for being true to himself and the cause. <laughs> he's just not interested in what is being fed to the audience. He seems very angry, shouting into the mic when he's trying to come across as cons uh, consolatory. Perhaps somebody should wake, walk up to the dais, tap him on the shoulder, and say, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> too, much of the uh, too much of the use of the word folks. <laughs> Dude, Trump needs to be a comedian. Like, yeah. I, if, if Trump did stand-up, he could fill a stadium and just absolutely kill it, guarantee you. 
we were talking about it. Jim Price and I were talking about it earlier that uh, that people need to have a drinking game. When he says, "Folks, you need to kind of take a shot or drink," and I'm glad I didn't. But hey, guys, uh, tonight we have the uh, dark after dark Q and A that is on socialredpill.com. Really easy. Socialredpill.com. Sign up for a free profile uh, or support us with any way you want to. Um, as well, if we go into here, and that's it, that's in one basically one hour from now. That's not what I wanted. And then what I wanted to do is go ahead and put this out there uh, for everybody that's listening. I just got to find, man, I got so many damn windows down here. There it is. This is our new website, completely redesigned. Red Pill Project, unfolding the, unfolding the global conspiracy. Not the unfolding global conspiracy, unfolding it. If you go to the top of the page, we have our merch right here. This is our new merch done by Rise International. Rise Attire International. You can click on that and you go to our merch we got some badass merch on here. We got some hoodies. I got this one coming. I got this one coming. I got these shirts coming. So I'll be wearing these soon once they come in. But we got the Joe Biden Puppet Master, as you can see right there. Um, we got the upside down American flag with the cracked capital. Distressed DC. And then we also have some of these in hoodie form. So you can check those out if you guys want to go to that. The best way to get those is go to redpills.tv and click that or go to redpills.tv slash merch. Um, then if you guys also go back here, subscribe, please. But if you click the sponsors link right here, oh, by the way, put your email address in there. Okay. But also right here, you see all, this is all of our platforms that we are on. Most of them. If you click the sponsors link, this is going to take you down to our sponsors. If you guys want to support us, one of the best ways is to use our sponsors, honey colony right there. And it tells you how to get there. Redpills.tv slash honey. Check out honey colony. They've got some great products out there. Uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com. We're going to get him back on the show to talk to us about what's happening economically. But if you have those IRAs that you want to transfer over free of charge, if you want to start an IRA, or if you have a 401k and you're wondering what to do with it, free consultations right there to get it into gold and silver. My Patriot Supply, just redpills.tv slash patriot. Click on that link. It'll take you right there. If you guys use my uh, MyPillow, we know Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, use that promo code RPP and you'll save up to 66%. And then here at the bottom, we have Dr. Michelle and Mark Sherwood. And so Dr. Sherwood TV, you can go on over there. They got some great health products as well as great health plans. And so they have some health plans on here and you guys can sign up. Um, you can download the free ebook, but you can contact them and learn more about this. They also have supplements and all different types of things in there if you're looking to get your body back in shape. So, And that's sherwoods.tv slash redpills. But guys, look, we'll see a lot of you guys here in just a little while, one hour on the After Dark Q&A. If you want to join early, just go to socialredpill.com, click on the events, click on the first thing that you see come up. That's going to be the link for tonight. I'll post a link on there about 10 minutes before I join. I just got a few errands to run. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care. Have a great night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patched the game. <laughs> I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. 
It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.